Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. And the hits just keep on coming. Have you ever met a cyber knight? I am going to introduce you to a cyber knight. I am not a cyber knight. I could barely turn on my computer, but this fine, powerful lady is a cyber knight. She's a curious, lifelong learner with a passion for building relationships and helping others achieve their goals. And you can find her on LinkedIn at Kaylee Dwyer, K A L. E-I-G-H, Dwyer, D-W-I-E, if I could spell, that'd be great, D-W-Y-E-R, but you can find her right here, right now, on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Kaylee, how are you today? Just fantastic. How are you? You know what? I fully expected you to be in a suit of armor for this conversation, being a cyber knight. I, I fully I left it in the closet. I know. I expected a suit of armor. I expected a sword, you know, kind of like Braveheart. You know, I guess that was what I was kind of expecting. So <laughs> I got to ask you, what in your definition is a cyber knight? So in my definition, I would say that a cyber knight is someone that is staying up to speed on where the cybersecurity industry is going. And the reason that you're staying up to speed is because that's your job and that's what you're most curious about. And uh, being a cyber knight is not about having certifications necessarily. It's uh, not about having the shiny suit of armor, but it's having the curiosity to continue learning all of the new things that are. Do you have ninja on. powers with cyber? I mean, do you, do, when you become a cyber knight, do you get ninja power? Because my 20 year old yes. would ask me like, listen, do you get superpowers with this? Yes. I would ask the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And the super the superpowers here are that I have legitimately met some of the most intelligent people in my life. And the only reason that I've met them is because I have fully immersed myself into being a cyber knight and having that cyber armor per se. I love so that. I'm, I, I'm writing this down, meeting the most intelligent people from being a cyber knight. And, and again, I think a lot of people have the misconception of hackers in somebody's basement, um, you know, people that Absolutely. play Dungeons and Dragons, like all they're, all they're doing is just, you know, hanging out on the computer all day and things like that. But, yeah. you know, but, but again, being aware of what's happening because so much is happening now on our computers. And guess what? Even more things are happening on our phones. And so we have to be diligent. When you tell people what you do and you say, I, I am a cyber knight, what's the first reaction that you get when people, when you say that to people? Uh, so the first reaction I typically get is why the heck did you, why the heck do you call yourself a cyber knight? And my answer is plain and simple because I made it up and I love the name and I love 
uh, I love the persona that I'm able to kind of align myself with behind that. So when people ask me about being a cyber knight, it's plain and simple. It's Kaylee Dwyer. And it's it's who, it's a curious person. It's someone that, that wants to know insights and, and comments and intelligence and things like that. So uh, when people ask me that, that's my pure, plain and simple answer. It's uh, nothing more, nothing less. You and I are really aligned in that because I, I have said to people for quite a while, I want to be LinkedIn's intentional encourager. Like when when people when people go to LinkedIn and they see intention or where they seek out intentional encouragement, I want them to come here. I want to be yeah. LinkedIn's intentional encourager. That's what I want to be known for. And so, Absolutely. how long did it take you to kind of figure out? This is what I want to be known for. And because you have a lot of people, and, and, and I'll share this with you, Kaylee. The reason that we, the reasons the Intentional Encourager podcast exists is that I looked around and saw a lot of expertise, but very little encouragement. And I said, I can do that. So what for you was that moment where you said, this is kind of the V8 moment, like, aha, this is what I can do. And this is how I can serve my network and my community. So this is actually a whole larger story that you didn't even know that you were touching on. Um, so it actually it, it strays away from just being a cyber knight. And it came to me about a month and a half ago. I was in the shower and I was thinking, I was like, okay, what about me? How, how can I really support the people around me? And, you know, just regular shower thoughts. And um, on a regular basis prior to that shower epiphany, I, um, I, I make a point to meet new people every week and I make a point to gain insights from those people every week. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what you do for a day to day. I'm just curious to know what that looks like and, and what, what tips they can give me to help me on my journey. So Cyber Night quickly transpired into identifying myself as this is just my journey. And so Although I am a cyber knight and I do identify as that on LinkedIn, um, I have started to kind of branch off from that. And, uh, you know, given my name's Kaylee Dwyer, um, taking my initials and making it KD's journey. And it really is my journey. So I've really started to focus on how I can make my journey useful for someone else. So there's a lot that's gone into my, there's a lot that's gone into it. There's a lot of people I've met in the past that I'm like, why aren't I telling other people about this? I should yeah. share the insights yeah. I'm getting and help other people in maybe a position like myself, or maybe they're just curious on how they can, um, you know, start, start making their journey different. And, well, that's, and, and that's, and I didn't mean to interrupt you that, that is, that's what it's all about is understanding that the journey that we're on in life is not always a straight road. The road I live on, just as an example, if I would pull out of my driveway, there's about a quarter of a mile stretch that's straight, but the rest of it's curvy and it has potholes because it's West Virginia and it's, and it's got potholes and it's, it's, it's got bumps and it's got hills and it's got dips and twists and things like that. And, you know, that's life, Kaylee. That is, Absolutely. that is a hundred percent life because 
if if you have every if you have a straight smooth road and and that's what you're on right god bless you because at some point it's going to get it's going to get bumpy and nasty so let me ask you this what have you learned by meeting new people once a week i love that philosophy of being intentional about seeking new people to meet what's the biggest thing you've learned from that so far um, the biggest thing I've learned from that, and as much as it doesn't seem like a loaded question, it is a loaded question. I, I think I'd have to boil We try to ask to... a loaded question. You know what? <laughs> when you come yeah, on the well... Intentional Encourager podcast, we're going to ask some loaded questions. Okay. No. <laughs> hey, I respect it. I'm just um, kidding. So I, I, the biggest thing that I've learned from meeting people every week is that there's there's a give and take. It's not just taking their insights, but it's also seeing what I'm able to share from my own experiences that maybe I can actually help someone in a way that I didn't know I could before. So making those connections and most importantly, keeping them and not just meeting someone as a one-off and, you know, forgetting about them. That's not the point. <clears throat> the point is to really continue on being curious. So the reason and the biggest impact that I've gotten out of meeting people every week is just be quiet and listen and listen to the things that they have to tell you and the things that they want to tell you and absorb it and, and kind of just digest it in a way that it really sticks with you. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned because in the past, that might've been something that would be a gap for me. Maybe I wasn't mm -hmm. as active of a listener and now it's, it's really made me um, someone that could, can sponge up what I'm hearing and, and really absorb it and appreciate the knowledge that's being shared with me. I had a friend of mine that asked me, he said, why are you doing the podcast? Why do you continue to do the Intentional Courage podcast? And I said, I have made incredible friendships and relationships. And this was the vehicle that got me able to have those relationships. You know, I would have people come on the podcast. We would just form incredible relationships from it. And so I, I am 100% behind what you're saying because, again, I think life is about relationship building. It's about, it's about having those people in your life. And I, I learned this from my dad. My dad was a, a walking Rolodex of people that he knew that in situations that he could just reach out to, and, and those relationships were key for him to do that. Was it a little out of your comfort zone when you kind of planted that flag and said, I am going to reach out to people. I am going to be intentional in meeting people. Did you have some internal pushback or was it something like, I am all in on this no matter what? I think it was more of a mindset shift for me. Um, I'd call it a shift rather than a hurdle. Um, I, I think really making the decision and saying, yeah, I'm going to jump all in. And if I'm going to want to be successful and if I'm going to want to learn about new people, then I'm going to do it. And if I look, if I look silly in the process or if, if whatever, that's fine because at the end of the day, I've started to become a lot more comfortable with who I am as a person. So it's been a lot easier to confidently approach others in a way like, hey, are you interested in helping me? Or is there a way that I can help you in some way? And, and that's been a major factor in my life that in that mindset shift 
has truly made me feel like I'm living my best life, uh, which sounds really let me cliche. yeah let me jump in here because because I you're really hitting on something important. You're real you really are, and that is that we have a society that believes in taking more than giving. We have a society that says, and especially on, on social platforms, especially on like LinkedIn, where, where you and I connected, it's, it's like, I'm going to connect with all these people that I think can help me get to where I want to be instead of let's connect because we have mutual interests. It's like the antithesis of, of what life is about, like connecting with people because of similar interests or things like that. It's the antithesis, and I and and I love what you're hitting on there, Kaylee, because you're really drawing it back to where the foundation really is in connection and relationships, and that is not what I can get from you, but what I can give to you, and what you can give, and it, and it's really, you said it a minute ago, it's that give and take, that back and forth. Mm-hmm. For you, Absolutely. when you started to reach out to people, what's been what's been the result? of you meeting new people each week? So I found, I guess, superpowers in myself um, that I didn't know I had. To be honest, I didn't think I had much to maybe share with other people. I didn't think there was ways that I could help lift others up or maybe advance them to to a level that they wanted to be at. And in meeting all these other people, it was actually them encouraging me and them reinforcing the fact that, hey, you, no, you do have something and there is something there that you have to share with people. I think that was the reinforcement and the validation that uh, really brought me to the point that I'm at today. So a major player in this is um, Jack Wilson. So friends of, friends of Alex Smith, you probably are familiar with them. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So like it, it was people like himself that and Jack, if you're listening, you you need to be on the Intentional Encourager podcast. You and I have talked 100%. about this. Yeah, <laughs> we're 100%. we're gonna we're Jack and I have talked. We're gonna get Jack on. Jack's a great guy. He he knows uh, buddies of mine like Dale Dupree and and guys like that. And and so Alex is a a buddy of mine as well too. So, um, in fact, Alex connected the two of us. And so yeah, uh, shout out to those guys. But go, I didn't mean to jump. Go ahead. I'm I I, I no, you're okay. And Jack, if you are listening to this, your butt better be on this podcast. (laughs) The the first time we have had a first here on the Intentional Encourager podcast, (laughs) the first call out on on the Intentional Encourager podcast. That that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I'll stick to it. Don't worry. I'll follow up. That's what I do on a j- daily basis. <laughs> um, but back to what I was saying, as far as really getting that confidence and realizing I had something to give as well. And that's something that I have to give that, um, I guess, isn't something that you can hold. It's not tangible, but it's enthusiasm and um, energy. And for whatever reason, everywhere I go, that's the top two things that everyone says about me. And I don't know if it's because I'm just different. <laughs> and I don't, as long as it's well-received, that's great. But those are the things that people actually made me realize that I had and that I could channel that in a positive way to help others. Does that make lo- sense? It makes total sense. I love it. Let's step aside, take a break. We'll come back with more here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. 
Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton here. I want to tell you about our sponsor, SEO National. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, what's that, you might say? Well, Search Engine Optimization helps you show up higher on search engines in front of paying customers for words that you, as a business owner, can monetize. What a great concept. SEO National is owned by my good buddy, Damon Burton, who's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Not only has Damon and his team worked with businesses of all sizes, from e-commerce startups to NBA teams and Shark Tank featured businesses, but more importantly, Damon and his team are about transparency, trust, and providing lifetime value. So much so that he still has his first customers after opening SEO National 14 years ago. Let me give you some intentional encouragement and call Damon and his team today at 855-736-6285 or go to www.seonational.com and get a free quote. No, what, what you said about enthusiasm and energy is is critically important because again i think when people connect with other people they they want to connect with someone that that adds something to their life and and i said this and i said this in my book people buy from people i said i said people buy connection before they ever make a transaction because absolutely when, when you when you feel connected to something. In other words, and, and I'll make the analogy this way. I was telling a friend of mine this. I said, look, for guys, and me, I, I love neckties. I like, I like pretty paisley neckties. That's what I like. If I go to the store, if I go to a, a department store or, or wherever, and I see a, a paisley, I connect with that. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Now I'm yeah. starting to figure out in my head, okay, how much is it? Do I have enough money? Is it... it so now I'm starting to further deepen, deepening the connection. And if I can line the rest of the variables up or I say, oh, that's a little more than I wanted to pay, but man, is it really is it nice? nice? Yeah. yeah, I don't have that in my wardrobe. And so now I'm pushing myself to go deeper and, and really solidify that and go, yeah, I'm going to, and then you pick that up, you take it to the register and you pay for it and, and move on. But again, you, you make that connection first and then you make the transaction. The transaction yeah. doesn't happen before the connection. It's the other way around. And I love the way you said there about the energy and enthusiasm, because I think we're so we're getting automated in the way we connect. Absolutely. And, 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 and it's not, it's not natural. Human beings were never designed to connect automated by automation. We were never built to connect that way. And so I love the, the enthusiasm and energy. Let me ask you this. I'm going to go to the flip side of this. Was there, was there something that would you, that was kind of like, ah, I, I, I didn't see that. And it, and, and I'm not trying to make it from a negative standpoint, but was there something that the opposite effect happened when you reached out like, ah, I, I didn't realize that that was a part of it too. The kind of the yin and yang, if you will. The yin and yang. So for, for portions of that, I guess, um, so I've also started to, and I, I'm not sure I'm answering your question directly, 
I'm not sure I asked my question correctly. So just go with it. (laughs) I've started to learn as I'm reaching out to people that, of course, enthusiasm and energy is always appreciated with some. But I've started to learn how to better channel that in a way that um, it's, of course, situational, of course, still respectful. We're in an environment today, though that we're so we literally have no options i'm i'm looking at a screen i'm trying to find unique ways to connect with people and i think the biggest thing that i really noticed is that you need to like dive into just being weird and if it's natural for you then embrace the weird because other people that align with that will also embrace the weird and then the connection will be better in the first place so for for people that don't align with it well, hey, maybe that connection wasn't supposed to be like that anyway. So you're just, we're just mutually agreeing that maybe maybe we don't align. And that's fine. We're not supposed to agree with everyone. We're not supposed yeah. to, you know, make, make nicey-nice with every single planet or every single person on the planet. Because if we did that, then, you know, there'd be no issues in the well, world. Well, <laughs> Kaylee, the, the, here's the thing, okay? I love what you said there about, I love what you said there about diving in and embracing the weird. Okay. Because when, for those of you watching on YouTube, when I am looking at Kaylee, when she's speaking, I am because she is on the left side of my screen. I want to act as though she is sitting right to my immediate left of me. If she were sitting right here in Barbersville, West Virginia. And I think a lot of times we don't understand as human beings, even when we're across Zoom or, or the other video platforms, you can still make eye contact with that person and you can be completely engaged in that conversation virtually. You The, the, the same in-person rules apply to a virtual conversation because – And I've said this before, the ultimate, and I had to teach my 20 year old this as he was becoming a teenager and growing up, I said, look, eye contact will set you apart from like 80% of the people that you come in contact with. Yes. It will set you apart. And I remember that, I don't know if you're a sports fan, but my son went to Mike Shashevsky. He's a, the head coach at Duke. Mike Shashevsky, the legendary head coach at Duke University men's basketball. My son went to a camp, and Coach K said this. He said, we have some rules. And he was talking about the importance of showering every day. He told the, the, the guys, he says, you're going to shower. You're going to be clean. He said, when a coach speaks to you, you will make and keep eye contact with that coach. And he was talking about coaching the Olympic team, and he was talking about coaching LeBron James and, Kobe, and the late Kobe Bryant. And he said, it didn't matter if I was talking to them or somebody. I made eye contact with them. They made eye contact with me. You will make and keep eye contact with every coach that talks to you. And it's the importance of that. And we've lost that because, to your point, and I don't mean to pontificate and ramble here, but we've dove into to engagement and we talk about, well, you have to engage and you have to interact. But most people don't understand what great interaction and great engagement look like when it's when it's face-to-face like this. And, and literally, 
I can see your face and you can see my, your face looks much better than mine, by the way. Yours hundred percent looks much better than mine. Thanks. I shaved for this podcast. Oh, I didn't. So, you know, it's, it's okay. I've got about a, a, a well, I've got about a, a two year growth going on here. That I <laughs> you would not want to see me without a, a, with a clean shaven face, but, but again, it's the, Great conversations always happen when both people are engaged and both people yep. are just interacting with one another. I got to ask you one more thing and then we'll pivot to your story sure. because you are hitting on some really, really powerful stuff here. I want to ask you what's your, and I'm going to ask you for your biggest piece of intentional encouragement later, but what's your biggest piece of advice or intentional encouragement for those people that say, I want to grow my network. I want to grow my, 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 my sphere of, of influence or my circle of influence, but I want to do it the right way. And I love what you're saying, Kaylee. And they're saying to themselves, I want to do what Kaylee's done. What's your biggest piece of advice or encouragement for those people in regards to growing their networks? So my biggest piece of advice is to be vulnerable and to just do it because people will respect vulnerability and just waking up and deciding to do it, the right things will fall into place and happen. And the right people will help to guide you through whatever you're looking for help with. But being vulnerable, I would say, is a key player in that because if you're not vulnerable and you're not willing to learn and, and you know, share things about yourself that you didn't think you'd share, well, you know, you're only going to take out what you put in. And I guess that would be my, my advice there. I love it. Tremendous advice. We're going to step aside. Let's take a quick break. And we come back, we're going to dive into your incredible story. Come back here in just a minute on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. want to tell you about my new book, People Buy From People, 10 Powerful People Lessons from the Ultimate People Person, my dad. My dad was one of the greatest connectors that I ever knew, and he shared with me 10 connecting principles that I have used throughout my 25-year sales and sales management, customer engagement, and leadership career that I'm passing along to you. If you want to be a stronger deeper and more powerful connector, you've got to pick up a copy of People Buy From People. There are concepts in there that you may not realize help make you a power connector. You can go to Amazon and pick it up, Kindle if you're an e-reader and you like to do it that way, or now available on Audible. And there's one other way you can get a copy of People Buy From People. You can get one from me and I'll sign it for you. You go to intentionalmediaandpublishing at gmail.com and send me an email. And I'll share with you the link on how you can get a signed copy. You can buy a signed copy directly from me. Again, people buy from people. If you want to connect like never before, pick up your copy today of people buy from people. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Kaylee, let's dive into your story. Sure. So take me as far back from point A 
to today where we are. And we do this on every podcast because, again, some people will go back and they'll go, well, once upon a time, two people fell in love and they had a little girl named Kaylee. And, yeah, yeah, but, and, and if you want to go there, that's fine. That's totally fine. But take me back as far as you want to take me and kind of tell your story about your life and how you how you got from there to here. Yeah, so I'm not going to go that far back. However, actually, yeah, I'm not going to go that far back. But I was going to say I was a honeymoon baby. So I don't know, piece it together. Uh, <laughs> but kind of fast Hey, one of, one of my best friends from high school, his oldest son is a honeymoon baby. So I mean, oh, I, I, yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was a groomsman in his wedding, and then nine months later, his son's born. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, kind of fast-forwarding from there, I'm going to jump to kind of the middle of my childhood and what has majorly changed, changed since there. So, you know, we moved around a lot, and um, at the age that we moved around, there wasn't really any one school that I, I was in for too long of a time. So when you're moving around at that age, you know, that's the time that you're probably growing up with the same friend group that'll be with you throughout your life. So for my younger siblings, that was the case because those they were in that age range to be able to continue doing that. So are you the for oldest me, of your siblings? I am the oldest, yes. So uh, for me, I, I was... Kind of um, my mom, single mom, working working uh, as much as she could to support us three girls. And so I, I had to kind of shift into a more mature uh, age or mature mindset for my age. And I was really working to understand adult life. And I was doing so from a really quiet perspective. And I, I wouldn't say much. I was kind of strange. I didn't have a group of friends. Did you feel like you had to grow up a little bit faster because your, your mom was a single mom? Do you feel like that you had to, um, how, how much age difference is there between you and your sisters? Surprisingly. So my young or my middle sister, Gabby is we're 18 months apart, but that 18 months you would, I would compare it to about five or six years. So, so you really had to shepherd your younger sisters while your mom was working and things like that. So you really had to take responsibility on at an early age. What did you, what did you learn from that that you still use today as far as the way you grew up? Um, so what I, self-sufficiency. And I will say that day in and day out. My goal from now until the end of time is to make sure that I can always be self-efficient. I don't want, I don't ever want to be in a position where I need to, you know, it, it's tough to put it into words, but I don't ever want to be in a position where I feel like I'm not in control of my life or in control of things that I'm doing and not able to support myself. So that's something that's been a major keystone thing for me throughout my entire life, which uh, actually transitions into where I was going with this. So um, fast forward throughout my entire childhood, kind of raised to a different standard of being or having that more adult mindset. And uh, when it was time to leave, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you something that, that popped in and, and I want to pull just a tad more conversation out of this because yeah. there are a lot of, I, I know there are a lot of folks out there, similar situation growing up with a single mom and things like that. Um, did you get to see your dad much? Was your dad in the picture at all? Um, what was that? Because I, I grew up with two parents. I, I had 
mom and dad both there. Even even long, I, I mean, my dad died when I, my dad died when I was forty. So my parents were together. Yeah, they they were together. Was your dad in the picture? Was he? Was I mean, how was that relationship there with you and, and your dad? If you don't mind me asking that. No, yeah, that's okay. Um, so yeah, my dad was really not uh, in the picture that much. He did suffer uh, pretty severely from alcoholism and and dealing with those uh, his own mental demons. So uh, he wasn't really around much for most of the child for our childhood. And there's this one story that Brian, I think you'll really appreciate. Uh, my mom calls it her guardian angel. Um, so when we were younger. We used to live in this big house when my parents were still together and uh, had this huge playground in the back and uh, lived in the suburbs, anything that you could want for your tiny family or, or whatever that vision looks like for you. That was for us. So uh, when we initially kind of started this journey as this group of girls kind of just growing up together and, and staying in the same house, my mom was raising three young kids. So she'd mow the lawn with uh, someone one of us strapped to her front, one of us strapped to her back, and the other one like playing in the driveway. So uh, there were different things that, that she needed to do to be able to act, to support us and support herself. So a lot of my self-sufficiency comes from her. But why she calls this person a guardian angel. Um, we were really struggling for quite a while. We uh, ended up having to move and that, that was the reason that we bounced around so much. Um, and we, you know, those Christmas trees that you used to see in the grocery stores with some presents underneath yeah. those uh, for, for needy children. So we were on that one year and it was just because, you know, there weren't, there wasn't room for Christmas presents that year. And um, so that's something that I don't have a ton of memory around, but it's something that happened and it's um, something that I think we all grew from. But one day my mom went to the mailbox and you know, we had a bunch of neighbors that would always pitch in and always help out wherever they can. And one day my mom walked down our, uh, our driveway and she went to the mailbox and there was an envelope full of money. Someone had put money in our mailbox and put a note and said, go buy groceries, go buy whatever. And um, whoever, we still don't, to this day, it is 2021. We have no idea who did that? And my mom has always referred to that person as her guardian angel because that was uh, money and that, that was resources that we needed at the time. And it was for purposes of raising her three children, her, mm -hmm. her babies. So that was always something that stuck out throughout my childhood. If that uh, doesn't kind of give you an idea of, of what the struggle looked like for us, because it was fairly real. Um, Tell me what your mom means to you, because I can, I can sense that there is, I can see it on your face. For those of you watching on YouTube and you're listening, if you're listening to this, there was deep reflection in, on, on Kaylee's face. And she's talking about her mom mowing the lawn with a push mower, push lawn mower, child strapped her back child strapped to her front for a little kid they're like they're probably like yay mommy's mommy's, <laughs> mommy's you know mommy's pushing us around it's probably like the greatest ride they can yeah exactly <laughs> and likely you were playing in the driveway but what what does your mom 
mean to you and the sacrifices that she made for you guys? So uh, a lot. Um, uh, and the reason why I'm saying, well, of course I'm saying that, um, but the reason why I don't have much memory about all the things that were going on in our childhood is because my mom did everything that she possibly could to let us not know how bad, bad was. We still went on vacation. She made everything she could work so that we could have a childhood that we were happy about, that we had memories about, that they were all positive memories. And her doing that and really putting on a strong face, it was just her. It's not like there was there was anyone else there. So we really didn't have a clue as to what those struggles really looked like until we got to an older age where we were able to kind of understand that a little bit more. But all of that was done with a smile and perseverance to be to live sufficiently and support the three of us with the least amount of hurdles and roadblocks that that she wanted us to see. It just wasn't there for us. She wanted us to have the best childhood. Do you think that changed your perception of adulthood? Because, and I, I say that because when you go through struggles like that, and you just mentioned it as a kid, you and I love what you said there, mom protected us from seeing how bad, bad was. You get to be older and now you're, you're 15, 16, 17 years old, you go, I see now what mom was protecting us from. Then you get to be a young adult and you're like, oh, I really see it. <laughs> and then you're on your own, yeah. like, oh my, that my mom, my yeah. mom, my mom saved my life probably because it probably could have been much harder than it was. Do you, do you and your sisters, do you, do you find yourself with any, any emotional scars or things like that? And maybe if I'm going to, personal please please back me up because again i i want to to paint the picture for the listener of what you overcame because living in an alcoholic household unfortunately is a connecting piece for a lot of people yeah it, it's very... it, it's a connecting piece for people that say and i didn't i didn't my my dad my mom and dad were in church. And I'm not saying that my parents were perfect. We had struggles just like everybody else did. Mm -hmm. But my dad was never addicted to alcohol. My mom was never addicted to alcohol. My dad was never addicted to drugs and, and things like that. Um, my adopted baby sister, though, came from her birth mother was that way. And so I just didn't see that side of it. When you look back... I'm, I'm going to ask you this a little prematurely, and then I'm going to circle back. Okay. What was the biggest lesson that you learned from your mom? The biggest lesson I learned from my mom, I am going to say, I said it earlier, to be self-sufficient and to, to, to know how to support myself hands down. Wow. And so you, you grow up in your adolescent years and things like that. So, so walk me through the next several years of your life. Some of the things that, that you went into, and I'm glad you repeated that. Listen, that's a, that's a message worth repeating. And 
and, and I got to share. Who I am, yeah. Well, I've got to share a funny with you. So when I travel, especially on it, on a, on a plane, when I travel, when I travel via air, I have this Nike basketball bag that weighs about 300 pounds <laughs> and it's got chargers in it and it's got an extra change of clothes and it's got, and, and my wife's like, your bag is so heavy. I don't want to not be prepared. Mm -hmm. Like I've been in the airport and needed Wi-Fi and not be able to have it. And I'm like, nope, going to have Wi-Fi. I've been there where I'm like, you know, I see the, the huddled masses looking for charging stations. And I'm like, nope, not going to do that. Charger. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I'm glad you repeated that. I'm glad you said that and the preparation that it, that it gave you in your life. Take me through the the remaining. What were the the, the rest of the years like? You know, in your teens and in, and young adult. Yeah. So my dad actually came back into the picture uh, as a recovering alcoholic, and through that, kind of led into this weird struggle of then not being sure. Like I liked my mom that much, and my mom has this memory too. I said to her, I looked at her when I was sixteen. I was like, Mom, I'm just going to give you a heads up. I'm probably not going to like you for the next few years, and I, I, I'll just chalk it up to me being a teen. And I legitimately warned her. I actually said that, and I still can't believe that I would have said something like that, but it was, I definitely went through teen years of being like, oh, my mom's not right, blah, 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 like, and I didn't really appreciate it as much, and, you know, I, I kind of, it took me a little bit to, when, actually, when I went off to college, to be like, oh, actually, wait, I need my mom. It's not like a dismissive thing anymore. Like, I can't just leave the house and then come back later at night and, and she's there. But no, you go off to college and then I, I started supporting myself in college and have lived independently in my second year through college, have lived independently, have supported myself through that um, until now, until here I am today. Um, and... I really didn't notice how much of an impact my mom actually had on my life until I got to the point where I was needing to be self-sufficient and needing to figure things out on my own uh, and didn't necessarily have that person there to like bounce things off of or give me direction and guide me. So um, it, it was definitely a journey. It was definitely something that I had to learn along the way, but uh, one that I'm happy to do and one that I, I'm, I'm happy to wear it has come to a point where I can call up my mom and, you know, we talk multiple times a day. We're FaceTiming pretty much all the time. And that's kind of just the norm now because um, she's an important fixture in my life. How is your mom? I'm going to go here before I ask another question. How has your mom recovered from all the things that's happened in her life? Because I would have to imagine, is your youngest sister still at home or is she, is she in college? She's just about to go off to college. So my mom's going to have an empty nest pretty soon. So how has your mom recovered from, from all the traumatic things that have happened in her life? I think to some extent, I, I think there's always going to be open wounds. Um, and I think it's, it's silly to pretend that there won't be because I absolutely think those will still exist. And those are always things that you look back on and it kind of stings. 
but I think she's recovered from this in a way, like, for example, tomorrow she's flying out to Utah to buy land and build a cabin on it. And she wants to start her own, she's, she actually started her own business and um, she started her own business and she wants to travel. She wants to build a tiny home. She wants to, uh, um, so she's actually kind of exploring a portion of her life that has always been a dream or a thought. And now it's kind of coming to fruition as something that's actually happening. She's literally leaving tomorrow to go do this. Good for your mom. That That is so cool that she has now gotten to that point in her life where she says, you know what, I'm, it's time to take control of my own destiny. It's time to, to do what, what I feel like I need to do. That's, that is so incredible. Hats yeah. off, hats yeah. off to mom, hats off. To I mom. know, right? Kaylee, share with me one of the biggest obstacles. If you haven't shared it, share with me one of the biggest obstacles that you've faced in life, how you overcame it and the lesson you learned from it. So I would think um, my biggest, I don't think actually, my biggest obstacle that I have overcame is um, my mental health. I think that is the largest obstacle that I will ever overcome and, to, and continue to overcome it. It's not like something that just disappears one day or you don't have a check mark to say, hey, you're, hey, you're good now, uh, nothing, nothing going on in your brain that you should pay attention to. So I think... Um, having not talked about certain things for so long and um, things that I've already expressed that have happened in my childhood, having not talked about those things and having not been able to communicate things like that uh, really has detrimental effects on how you are in your adult life. And I started to notice that as, as you know, the conversations get harder Um you need to express yourself more. You need to be able to interact with different people. And the mental health challenges were really presenting a major roadblock to be able to effectively do that and, and comfortably comfortably live my life. So um, that took a lot of work. It's, it's a daily basis of consciously being able to say, am I going to make X decision or am I going to make Y decision? How is my, how's my attitude going to be here? What should my attitude be here? And kind of making those conscious decisions of who I strive to be and who I try really hard to be and not fall back into that kind of negative and um, negative and, and stifled mindset, I guess you would say. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know what the thing about it is, is that I, I think like, like alcoholism, where people say, you know, it's a day, it's a daily process. I have to stay sober today. I have to, same thing with mental health. It's, it is overcoming yeah. it one day at a time from that. And what a beautiful way to transition. You, you so perfectly seamlessly doing that. Share with the audience, your biggest piece of intentional encouragement. My biggest piece of intentional encouragement is having people realize that there's something more to them than they think that there is much more that meets the surface that um and to kind of make that a little bit more clear is i don't know my biggest piece of intentional encouragement be you because 
it'll be accepted and it'll be accepted by someone. So don't be discouraged if it's not 100% accepted by all, because if it were accepted by all, like I said, the world would have no conflict ever. Yeah. But be you and be confident in how you are. So I think that's my biggest piece of intentional encouragement. I, I want people to be the best version of themselves, whatever and whatever that looks like. If you can, not to go off on a tangent, but like people always say, give 100% every day. Well, sometimes my 100% is a, or sitting around a five. I'm only feeling half as half as good today, but I'll give 100% of how, how good I think I'm feeling. Yeah. It doesn't no, mean overboard, but it means do your best with what you got. Do your best with how you're feeling and you will succeed and you will, you will be positively impacted and you will positively impact others. Well, again, it's not up to everybody else to determine how you're feeling that day. No. And, and there are some days, and that's what, and, and, and Kaylee, I love how you said that. I tell people. I don't like the word passion. It's like, oh, I'm super passionate about something. I don't wake up every morning passionate. I may have slept like crap the night before. You know, my hip hurts or my back hurts, shoulder hurts, something like that. I may wake up with a headache. You know, mm -hmm. I am not passionate about every day. I mean, I may have two or three meetings. I'm like, I'm not looking forward to today. Yeah. But you know absolutely. what? Guess what? You get up, you make the bed, you go get a shower, you you start your day, and you're like, okay, but my purpose is, I've got these things to do today, and when those things come, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all in. For that thirty minutes or forty five minutes or an hour, I'm gonna be all in, and that's yep. my purpose for that moment. So I love what you said there about that. Tell folks how they can connect with you, like I did. Um, where can they find you? Give give folks ways they can connect with you. So you can connect with me. I actually, uh, I touched on Katie's journey a little bit earlier in this podcast. And Brian, I'd love to live ask you to be on my podcast that I just started. Like just, just started. Brand new. And the only purpose is to meet people like yourself and to have conversations just like this. So if you want to connect with me and if you want to follow along on my journey, you can find me on Instagram at Katie's Journey. You could find me on LinkedIn at Katie's Journey, or you could just go to my normal profile, which is just Kaylee Dwyer. Uh, if you want to connect, let's jump on a freaking call and introduce each other because it's all about meeting and learning new people. I don't know if I want to be on your podcast or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally kidding. We're going to be on it. <laughs> I am going to be on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I would love nothing more than share more time with you. And again, you have been so incredibly gracious with your time. I have loved this conversation. Folks, you got to connect with, with the Cyber Knight, Kay, Kaylee Dwyer. You got to connect with her and follow her on Instagram at KD, KDS, KD's <laughs> Journey, J O U R N E Y, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Um, just connect with her. Kaylee, this has been amazing. What a great conversation. Thank you for joining me on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Absolutely. Thank you.
My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager. 